When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody bitch! We will supply the denazification of the Let me put it to you! Justin, yes, you If you win by one, you've won. The phone went over the side. It's time to destroy the I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? It's unusual for a government to be as clear and precise about its plans as the one we're living under, because its answer to any problem is now simple to explain. Stop the boats! For example, inflation is a complicated problem that economists have debated for hundreds of years. But when Rishi Sunak is asked about it, he says something like, look, inflation is a nuisance. And that's why we're determined to stop the boats. If he was asked to explain further, he'd say experts around the world agree that inflation came over here on a boat. Some of the steepest price rises, for instance, the huge jump in the cost of fresh fruit, arrived on a dinghy that landed in Folkestone. The people who are most responsible for inflation, such as the board of energy companies like EDF and N-Power all came on boats. If only we'd been able to keep them in France, they would have put up French gas prices instead. So now we have to pay all this extra money because we were forced to accept the CEO of British Gas by woke liberal lawyers. Now, to be fair, the water companies are doing their best to help the country by pouring millions of tons of shit into the sea that will help to stop the boats. Suella Bravman will probably announce soon that she's done a deal with Thames Water to install a giant Xbox at Dover that can be used to move the turds by remote control and block the boats. And then they'll make an election pledge to solve climate change by stopping the boats as illegal immigrants are known to be responsible for 80% of global carbon emissions because it's the answer to everything. If anyone from this government was on University Challenge, the programme would go, which 18th century French chemist was responsible for naming gases such as hydrogen? Shaps, conservative. Stop the boats! It's a compelling argument. And they'll be pleased at how some people are keen to go along with it. So every day on the phone-in shows, you hear someone saying, what we need to do is build a giant electric toaster, right, that's like four miles wide, right, and then plug it in and throw it into the channel and just electrocute them all, all of them. Just gone, all of them. I mean, right, I know, I know what you're going to say, it'll kill all sea life in the world and disturb the ecological system and destroy the human race, right? I accept that, but we've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't we? And this refreshing trend of politicians finally using clear language will hopefully carry on. So in the future, if a government is asked how they're planning to deal with a series of riots or whether we've suffered as a result of leaving a trade agreement, they can answer, cut the grass or squash the hedgehog. Instead of using complicated words that nobody can understand. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? 
This week, a group of asylum seekers had to be removed from the Bibby Stockholm barge in Dorset after Legionella bacteria was found in the vessel's water system. Now, I don't know why, but this seems to have upset some people, especially this woman who I heard on a phone-in show. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy, sick of it. Putting all these migrants up on a great big boat. Well, we'd all like to go on a cruise ship. First stop, a nice little harbour off the coast of Dorset. On and off they went, on and off. I expect they've gone souvenir shopping. Next, they'll be stopping off at Morocco for a camel ride. And they've had the cheek to moan about the accommodation. Apparently, they've got the same space as the average parking bay. Well then... Why don't they have to pay £2.50 an hour like I have to when I go to Lidl? They should make them have to download one of them parking apps, then see if they'd rather take their chances with the Taliban. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy. And now, it's said on the news, the barge has got legionnaires on it. I couldn't believe my ears. They're letting Roman soldiers in, bringing them here from the past in a time machine. Who are they going to be letting in next? Babylonians? Mesopotamians, saber-toothed tigers. They'll be straight down the council demanding a caveman to eat. And who's going to be paying for that? Muggins, as usual. Next thing you know, they'll claim they've found vials disease. So it'll be on to another boat with composers all over the place writing Mac the Knife and threepenny operas. Oh, it's all right for some. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy. Sick of it. Oh, what the fuck is going on? Now, it has never been possible, but particularly never possible in the summer to have any idea what the fuck is going on without the most elite of expert opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so privileged to have with me Mr. Nick Nick Revel. I feel like this is the equivalent, Nick, of if, if... if I was doing a podcast called Outer Atoms Work and you were Brian Cox. <laughs> well, the actor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got the wrong one. I don't know how that fucking works. But I can do a very good impression of somebody who does. <laughs> I don't know. Why, I don't know why I've been brought in to play the part of the tyrannical press <laughs> I'm serving at the Rovers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, mm. I'm in Scotland. Yeah. I came up to Edinburgh and I was only going to come up for a day or two, but I've stayed up and I'm dossing on my sunsetty. <laughs> oh my God, what how the world turns. <laughs> what, how the world turns. I'm dossing on my sunsetty. I don't want you lounging in bed till all hours. John, you call yeah, this. What's the matter with you? Yeah. Get up. Yeah, get up and do a podcast. Hello. There you are. Get up. Oh, it's only half past 11. You should have been up when I was... My rules. When I'm your age. <laughs> now. Yes. Uh, uh, th- 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 we are going to talk about things that are happening in the world. So, the... The government that we're in, oh. the government that is ruling us at the moment, which obviously we neither neither was a huge fan of us. Can I just say two words? <laughs> Legionella Braverman. <laughs> I want that to oh, go. Yeah. I want that to that, go viral. Le- uh, well, let's Legionella see if we can help Braverman. Legionella. Legionella 
but also it's a sort of Tory government last days of the uh, of the em- <laughs> of Emperor Claudius kind of vibe to it. Do you know what I mean? It's got that. Yes, yes, got that yes. Link to the depraved corruption of. Uh, De- yes, of, of he Rome. who dares challenges Legionella Braverman shall face the wrath of. Of well, all the uh, citadels. Do you know what? I hadn't planned this as a link, but the, 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 of course, the, the, the idea is that Claudius allows himself to be uh, poisoned by Agrippina, is it, or by his wife, so that the whole thing will collapse. So he, he's kind of sacrificing himself in order to let the final cataclysm happen to to the empire. And his lines as he's dying. Let all the poison that lies in the mud hatch out. Uh, which brings, uh, you know, now, poison. Now, when rivers. I say, when I say, <laughs> I'm on one now. expert advice, this is the sort of thing, this is exactly right. what I was talking Good, about. Well, it's just Do other f- we have done point. about 90 of these shows. Not once has anybody gone into... Fucking whatever it was you just said, it was fantastic. Well, it's tell you know maybe, maybe there is you know, maybe there is somebody in there that, uh, that that is deliberately trying to bring it down from the inside. But no, yeah. I mean, but poison is the theme, isn't it? I mean, was it ninety four percent of the rivers are uninhabitable? Uh, you've got you've got ex masters from Eton. Do you hear about that letter the other week? The one that some, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know some some former teacher at, at Eton wrote to the Times saying we, yes. the system has failed. Do you know what <laughs> I've got? I've got this image that by Christmas you're going to have this. You know, like in the Middle Ages, you had these these long processions of of penitent flagellants who would walk around in airships <laughs> going through villages and so on, whipping themselves and sort of torturing themselves. You're going to have a whole st- procession of former public schoolmasters saying, I taught Boris Johnson, I taught Robert Chenery, and they're all just beating themselves up and flagellating themselves with guilt. Meanwhile, Nadine Doris would say, Where's me peerage? Where's me peerage? Where's me peerage? He let me down. I've been let down by the system. She'll be living feral. She's probably the only thing that can drink the poison from our rivers without dying. But she's so she's so resilient to anything human and normal that she'll be living feral in a river like some kind of semi stouse golem, and she'll be importing. She'll have a, a stall selling uh, late night snacks of kangaroo cocks. That, that, I'm enterprising me, that trade deal from Australia. Come and buy my kangaroo cocks. And she'll be munching them on adverts to show how tasty they are. And, uh, uh, and what else will be happening? Uh, mm. I mean, the oh, point- like a little, uh, like a little, what, yeah, one of those, those little efforts. What's for tea tonight, Mum? Kangaroo oh, cocks! Not- <laughs> Give me a peerage! Mmm! <laughs> six in a box, they're kangaroo cocks. Liven up your... <laughs> oh, can we have kangaroo cocks again, Mum? No, you can't. Oh, yeah. I'm only joking. Lady Doris go. of the kangaroo penis. Anyway, the, I think that the main thing is there's some kind of cognitive... Uh, cognitive genetic engineering that goes on where they don't exactly remove the shame button, but they manage to neutralize it so that these people who, you know, quite a lot of them got 
at least a decent education, whether they merit it or not is another question. But the way that they're able to override any sense of uh, common decency, I don't mean in a moral sense, it's more in a kind of looking at something and thinking, it's probably not a good idea to have our rivers 94% full of shit, just on a kind of an objective on an objective scientific basis, they can actually get past <laughs> that to say, well, you see, the thing is, we need to siphon off uh, most of the money that the water companies take to their foreign investors because the foreign investors need the share dividends so that they will invest in the infrastructure of our water uh, companies to, to make them fit for purpose for the 21st century. Um, otherwise, the whole system would, would break down and the rivers would be 99% full <laughs> of shit. And even as they're saying this, they somehow managed to at least not break down and join the self-flagellating headmasters recognizing it's the It's amazing that none done. of them do, isn't it? I've yeah. always found that fascinating. That It's amazing how few of them ever go in the middle of something like that when they're being Breakdown. interviewed. But, you know, yeah, mm. but, you're, but the, this river's now, yeah. they never were before. And one of the, this is the one of the benefits of Brexit is that yeah. now the water companies are now allowed to pour yeah. endless piles of human feces into the sea. I think. Why didn't you say well, that? I, I, no, I, I'm, sorry to, ever I'm go- sorry to interrupt you there, Mark, but I think, <laughs> I think the most, the, the, the key word in what you just said was the freedom, the freedom that we are given. I mean, you know, I, I tell you, you know, I, I was catching salmonella uh, and rabies when I went for a, for a little wild swim uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I thought to myself, I'm free to do this now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm free. I don't need all these all this red tape with health and safety preventing you from fatal contagious diseases. That's not what made this country great. What made this country great was having <laughs> fatal contagious diseases and spreading them across the world. And then when they were weak, we could move in and take them. I mean, you know, we you know, nowadays, if you don't get free heroin off your social worker, <laughs> you know, oh, it's uh, it's me, 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 me identity rights are being impinged and me, me mental health is being disturbed. Just, you know, we didn't get free heroin off a social worker. You'd come home from the mill and you'd, you, 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 your neighbours would say, oh, your missus got, uh, got uh, run over by... Uh, by a runaway clog this morning, she were crushed to death, and all children haven't had anything to eat. You didn't moan. You put the children up a chimney, and then you joined the army, and you learnt how to fire <laughs> artillery at naked black people. Then, just to show there was no harm involved, intended, you, you would teach them how to read Shakespeare and play cricket. And that's how we got on with it in them days. <laughs> Nowadays, you'd, you'd, oh, you'd, be, you'd be vilified for that. Oh yeah, if you did a show, if you did a show about that at the Edinburgh Festival, oh. they'd be cancelling it. Well, they would be, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So when in a, in America, when they when they have these debates about social health care plan, even the slightest slightest little suggestion of a sort of a Bama type thing, which was hardly like the health service, but it was something. And then they say, but this is taking away 
your choice by forcing. They, do you know what they do with the NHS in Britain? They force you to get better. That's what they do. You, if, if I lad, if I collapse for a cardiac arrest on the sidewalk, that's my right. I'll just lay there and die. I'm not going to be forced by communism to get in the back of an ambulance and have someone pumping my chest and saying, you got to live. They will, you. they will seize you and throw you into the ambulance. It's not a question of you getting in there. You will be put on a, on a, on a trolley and, 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 and manhandled or person handled, as they would say in Great Britain, into the back of that ambulance. I think it's a bit like, you know, you've got those Southern Baptists who, who mm. there's, some, there's some passage in uh, the, so, somewhere in the early books of the late books of the New Testament about, uh, rest, uh, about if, if you're virtuous, you can wrestle serpents and juggle serpents oh, yeah, and yeah. they won't bite you. you know, the serpent's bite will not occur or whatever. I think it's, that's kind of the basis of, of their attitude to healthcare, which is if, you're, yeah. if, if you've got enough virtue, you can juggle yeah, yeah. the snakes and they won't, they won't bite you. Pray yeah. it away, don't they say? Pray it away. Now, some, let's talk talk about something cheerful. Right. The World Cup. Yes. Now, as we're doing this, we should tell listeners, uh, we're 35 minutes away from the start of England's uh, World Cup semi-final with yeah. Australia. Yeah. And it's been brilliant, isn't it? It's great, yeah. Well, we had a, we've had a couple of good text conversations through some of the <laughs> yeah, games, yeah, yeah. haven't we? I love it. <laughs> when I was very proud, was you sent me a text message during the netball final, and I re- yeah. I replied saying something that had happened, and then you went, "What I love is that I didn't even have to ask if you were watching it." Yeah. <laughs> but I had to do this. I haven't done this for a while. I don't know if you do these sorts of things. I got asked, and it's, maybe it's because I was in Edinburgh and I was sort of sat in a, a cafe, and then I got a little message saying uh, the Guardian would like to interview you about. Uh, tomorrow's match it was tomorrow at the time the England-Australia match uh, all you people listening will know the result of one now and I, I like an idiot I went oh yeah go on then and then you, you do these interviews where someone clearly doesn't know who you are and they and this poor I felt for her she was just sort of probably an intern then she went so do you like sport and I, I said well that's why you called me isn't it right and what about Football. <laughs> I said, "What?" She said, and "Have you been? Have you been following the, the <laughs> women's World Cup?" And I said, "Well, that's why you rung me, isn't it?" I said, "I wouldn't be rude, but if you'd rung me into the World Cup, and I'd be going, what World Cup's that? In badminton, fencing, temping, bowling, <laughs> netball, skittles, <laughs> netball. All oh, right, you know. But as she said, and you and you've been what the and you like the lionesses." And I said, again, you know, if I was going, what's that? What, they're letting lionesses on the pitch now? That's against Elf and Safety, isn't it? <laughs> and she went, what? In, I'm an antelope. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. no fair oh, warning on that. Yeah, yeah the, there's a power play where you're allowed to throw on an antelope. <laughs> and, the, and the umpires are signalling that this is the, just for the next five minutes, there yeah. come the antelopes. Yeah, in four or four antelopes in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So then it was like about the rivalry, you know, and she said, because, you know, what do you think? How are you feeling? Are you feeling like anxious? Because this, after all, the England-Australia rivalry. I said, there's not an English-Australia rivalry outside sport. It's a jolly thing. It's not. No, but it's, she said, but it's the greatest rivalry in the world, the most hostile rivalry <laughs> in the world. 
I said, what, India and Australia? <laughs> More than like India, Pakistan or Greece, <laughs> Turkey, Turkey or, 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 or just a, a thousand places. Buenos, where Buenos Aires. <laughs> Buenos Aires. <you> know? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Or Crystal Palace, Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so God knows what this fucking, it's, I don't know if they've printed any of it, if it's, come, if it's uh, in there. I'll have to check but, that. Don't know. It's, Jesus. it's sad, isn't it, when you get people who, Completely clueless. <laughs> Maybe that's another reason the government are getting away with so much. If that's the standard of the people that they're recruiting. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah, it probably is. Hello, is that is, is, is that, that Mrs. Do you, Braverman? Do you like do you do, do you like boats? Do you do you like do you like diseases you, that poison people? Do you think that the rivalry between you and common human decency is probably the greatest rivalry on the planet? Mm, yes. And what about uh, what about um, what about uh, people? With the same uh, background and story as yourself, but um, several generations later on, what is the qualitative difference? Oh, you pull up the ladder. Yes, I see. Oh, right, jolly good. I understand now. What's your star sign? So we're doing, yeah, because we're doing a, we're doing a, we do a weekly feature about people and their boats. Yes. And so someone said that you like boats or and don't like, like boats or want more boats, boats or stop the boats or something. Have you always had pets? <laughs> well, you're not allowed pets. Is that why you want to just bang oh, up loads yeah. do you of think people? That's, do you think that's what it is? Do you think that's what it is? Every time she sees someone scrambling out of a boat and being immediately taken to a detention centre where the mural's been painted over, she goes, that is because I couldn't have that hamster. Yeah. But then do you think she goes home and fucks herself with a dildo with a big Nazi swastika on the side of it. No, I think it's the pets thing again. Is I think it's probably, thing? Yeah, I think there's probably a, um, a parakeet that she does that with. whispering. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just want to mention, just before we mention the next thing, I just think, because you know, there's a number of uh, podcasts that mention political sort of the current affairs and things. And I wonder whether um, the one that Alistair Campbell does with Rory Stewart, if they might copy this particular feature. <laughs> and, uh, now, uh, Rory, Rory, the next uh, question we've got, do you think Suella Browning fucks herself with a parakeet? I, I, I think she probably does. Um, I didn't know her well when I was at Westminster because even then there was a certain instinctive distancing uh, of people who attempted to engage with the real world through rationality and make their decisions based on that and the downright loonies. And um, frankly, yes, I, I would say that, um, and I know that uh, I looked like someone who tried, <laughs> who tried hashish and didn't exhale. Um, but I think it's quite possible that uh, Suella Brotherman's familiar um, <laughs> with yeah. all her political I mean, decisions you know, based, when I, when... On, based on a desire for nuts, fruit, <laughs> and anything that can be described in those terms. Uh, it's a basic feral instinct to the world which now uh, governs the Cabinet Office. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a number of, a number of shows other than... I um, have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got one feature in a parrot, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's called it's called um, uh, a Broken Dream Catcher. Um, these mm. radio shows that I do, marvelously surreal. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm quite pleased with them. You know, 
One's called The Tale of the Time Travelling Time. Can you just tea towel. Can, you, mm-hmm. can you just say the opening line about it was just one of the great opening lines that this was meant to be about Prince Bonnie's Prince Charlie? Oh right, but... yes. Oh, you've heard that one. Um, this was meant <laughs> yeah. to be a story about uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie and the Jacobite Rebellion of 1745, but it seems to have turned into a story about the time the Dalai Lama told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the great opening lines, along with you know the best of times, the worst of times. <laughs> The other thing, uh, sorry, the other thing I should plug. I, I've also been working with uh, Tom Walker on uh, called Jonathan Pie, which is um, everybody knows who's listening yeah, to so this. That's what BBC Sounds now, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of that. and that's been great fun to work on as well. You know, um, I ended up playing his boss as well as kind of. I suppose I'm script editing it. We kind of, you know, he does the Falcon. You're the line, person he? when he goes, oh, um, back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, uh, and then you're the guy that he that then, in effect, he's he's ranting at. Um, he get I do he, my yeah. Tre, uh, Roger does annoy him quite a lot because Roger is a kind of time serving BBC apparatchik yeah. and so on. Um, but yeah, it's it. But yeah, that's been great fun to work on. I must say, you know, they they told us when we did the pilot because I. I, I Julie McKenzie just been fantastically supportive of it all the way through. When we did the pilot, we toned down the swearing a bit because, you know, BBC. And <laughs> Tom said to me, well, they like the pilot, um, but uh, they did say, where's all the swearing gone? And I said, sorry, they want, wow. they want more swearing. <laughs> so so <laughs> we kind of looked at each other like that's astonishing. <laughs> I mean, having done many series there is on quite the BBC a lot of swearing in it now, and had <laughs> sort of many, many conversations where they go, I mean, we had a piss in the last series, so I don't think we can have one here as well. Can we say crikey? It does go out at six thirty. <laughs> hey, come on, come on, come on, cool it, Mark. I mean, Jesus, it's it's quarter to eleven, and you're using that kind of language. <laughs> you'll have you'll have Legionella Braverman going out to <laughs> fuck herself with a vibrating parrot in a poisoned river. Uh, anyway, you know, we always want to educate and inform as well as entertain. Mm. And I think there's no better form of education and um, an informativeness than that which leaves you with an image of Suella Braverman fucking herself in a shit-infested river with a tropical bird. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nick Riffle. I think so. Now, if you would like to hear a lot more of that interview with Nick Revel, uh, you can join us on Patreon, where there's an extended version available. And it's thanks to our wonderful, virtuous, radiant Patreon supporters that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on. Just follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. And for as little as £2 a month, you will get early access to ad-free versions of the regular episodes. Ad-free in this world where your breath in the winter is advertised and, and soon it will spell little misty things telling you to 
buy petrol from Shell or something. So to really, really know what's going on, for just £4 a month, you will get a longer ad-free version of the episode with extended versions of the guest interviews uh, and with Extra Elliot. And you'll get bonus sketches this week. There's Fred Truman talking about the Edinburgh Festival. He's a a big fan. Uh, All our Patreon supporters get the episodes on Friday nights as well, unlike everybody else who has to wait until Saturday mornings, desperately looking up at the galaxy, wondering if there's any way that the stars can reform so that Saturday morning comes a little bit quicker. But... Uh, all you have to do is go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. What the fuck is going on? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Many people are struggling financially in these difficult times, and so we're delighted once again to welcome money-saving expert Martin Sunak to answer all of your cost-of-living questions in Saving with Sunak. First of all, we have Kenneth on line one. Hello, Kenneth. Very pleased to hear from you. Oh, uh, I'm, thanks, Martin. Uh, how can I help you save today, Kenneth? Oh, I hope you can, Martin. I've been out of work for eight months after a hernia oh, operation. Yes, well, I feel your pain. I really do. I've just been offered an interview for a job managing a warehouse, but I have to go to Attercliffe right over the other side of Sheffield. I literally don't have the bus fare. I've, I've been living off benefits, you see. Oh, well, Kenneth, you see, this is a problem we all face, but what I would say is this. I know there are concerns about climate change, but I think on this occasion, no one would criticise you, given the circumstances, if you went in your private jet. What, what are you talking about? Thank you, Kenneth. I hope that solves your problem. Uh, no, I have it... Marlene on line three. Oh, hello, Martin. So pleased to get through. I'm pleased as well, Marlene. How can I help? Well, I've just received some money from inheritance. An uncle passed away and he's oh. left us £180,000. And my husband and I aren't sure whether we should invest it or pay off the mortgage or maybe Bitcoin's an option. What do you think? Oh, well, first of all, Marlene, I feel your pain. I really do. This must have come as an awful shock to find out that your relative has only left a frankly piffling sum like that. Must be heartbreaking. I mean, £180,000 is hardly enough to cover the cost of the canopies at the wake. (laughs) But don't despair. My wife's uncle passed on a few years ago and didn't leave much. But a couple of years later, we checked the will closely and saw that he's left us a chateau in Austria that we hadn't noticed. (laughs) So it really does pay to look at the details before you make any decisions. Oh, but Martin, you don't understand. Now we've got Nardine on line two. Oh, I'm at the end of me rope, Martin. I haven't worked in over a year and all I've had is a hundred grand off the taxpayer. What am I going to do, Martin? Oh, well, I feel your pain, Nardine. I really do. Have you thought of resigning and maybe holding a by-election? Oh, fuck off, you shithousey little shithouse. Saving with Sunak. 
It is the time of week where we come to the announcements. And soon as I'm recording this up at Edinburgh in the festival, it's a complete labyrinth, a cornucopia of announcements up here. Every time you go out, there are people just announcing their shows and handing you flyers. And some people get annoyed by that. But I think it's delightful, really. It's all people trying to peddle their, their little artistic sort of bits of creativity and so on by lying down naked in, in front of you and squealing like a pig and telling you to come to their venue at half past two. And uh, so I I can't really compete with any of that. Um, however, I am going to Loughborough. Now, uh, people have been getting in touch with us on our Patreon account, as well as on Twitter, wanting to know what the fuck is going on with certain things. For example... Diana Copleston on Patreon asks, Being a lawyer who votes Labour usually, that has spent her life in child protection disagreeing with this government, does that make me a lefty lawyer who's by definition corrupt? It certainly makes you a lefty lawyer, those two things, by definition corrupt. I suppose so, because all all lawyers, in fact, anybody who disagrees with the general tone of the government, who questions whether stop the boats is really the slogan that is going to unite and drive the population of this country back to some sort of normality and uh, reasonable living and and awareness of the beauty of life, stop the boat. If you question that in any way, then that does make you a lefty and corrupt by today's standards. So I suppose I suppose it does. What other what will be the next profession that they go for? Oh, we'd have been able to stop the boat if it wasn't for the lawyers. For the lawyers. Instead of getting on with with worrying about the law like they should do, they're too busy telling us things are illegal. When is the when has illegality ever had anything to do with being a lawyer? Stick to your job. Worse than the footballers who criticise us. Uh, yeah, I don't know. what. Uh, maybe they should go for a really random profession, you know, like uh, like the kids who organise the um, dodgems at fairs. We would have been able to stop the boats if it wasn't for these stupid 19-year-olds with their wispy moustaches who smoke and then and then throw the dog end of a of a roll-up into the grass while they stand on the back of a dodger walking from one to the other. How can we possibly have a decent, fair, controlled immigration policy where we're where we're in charge of our own borders when these thugs controlled by Brussels, are ruining everything. Uh, Arlene Finnegan on Twitter says, I enjoyed you speculating on this week's pod that the Tories will claim that everyone and their pets will be forced to have a sex change under a Labour government. Now, that's true. Uh, what are your thoughts on how this policy of Starmer's will work on in practice? Oh, I see. Yes, 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 yes. No, I think that they will uh, They will have people. That's how they're planning to... Uh, that. That's how they plan to boost the economy. Is they'll have people a bit like in Victorian times when there were people employed, weren't there, to come round every morning with a big pole and tap on the windows in the morning because it was time for everyone to get up and go to the pit or whatever the sort of local workforce was, the shipyard or whatever. And um, and I think it'll probably be like that. I think someone will come round with a pole and tap on the door, and you'll you'll have to have. A sex change for the day. That's what's going to happen every day. Then you have to go back again the next morning. That's that's what's coming. 
Now, before I have considered that it's not been possible to work out what the fuck is going on without the help of a 26-year-old. But I've changed my mind. Now I think you need the help of a 27-year-old. And luckily, there's one of those with us right now, Elliot Steele. Happy birthday. Hello. Do you remember yesterday when you wished me happy birthday? And I had to tell you that it wasn't my birthday. No, it was Monday. I said, to, don't forget, tomorrow's your birthday. That's not quite no, the same. You, you, no, no, no. It was I didn't wish you happy birthday. You was, yesterday you went to me, oh, happy birthday. And I went, it's tomorrow. And then you went, oh, yeah. No, I didn't. It was on Monday. I said, it's your birthday tomorrow. And you said, no, it's Wednesday. And I went, oh, yeah. Right, no, that's it different. A, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it happening. But it didn't happen. But it did. There was witnesses. Well, so let me shut this window so you don't have to do all the traffic. <laughs> yeah, you don't want witnesses here in our conversation because you might want to fabricate it all tomorrow. Well, this, um, you don't want a chance of people driving past to hear this well, and go, I heard that and he never said that. Well, it's also being recorded and put out on several <laughs> platforms, so it's massively, massively refutable. Well, happy birthday. It's always. Well, thank you. It, yeah. What, maybe I'll just say happy birthday every day now. And then I think, well, then one day it'll be right. Well, no, that's not, that's not quite the same, is it? Is, is, have you got the window open as well? No. I can hear loads of traffic. You can, Yeah, well, you are hearing things. You're hearing me saying happy birthday when I'm not saying it. But so you, did, you did say that. Traffic's the least of your worries of what you're hearing. That doesn't two, actually happen. Like two witnesses as well. <laughs> so yeah, not. the witnesses will say, yeah, that's right. He said... It's your birthday tomorrow. No. That was on Monday. It wasn't on Monday. It was yesterday. <laughs> I got up and you were like, oh, happy birthday. I went, it's tomorrow. And you went, oh, yeah. Happy birthday yesterday. You did. I went out to get you a car, which I've got. <laughs> Why would I have done that? Well, I'm yesterday. Saying, well, I'm happy you, birthday before I'm I got the you car. Got the dates mixed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually what happened. How have you been enjoying the fringe? I've had a lovely time with the fringe. I've been up here for three days and I've not been doing anything and I've just seen about five shows. I've done my thing where I go um, uh, in a straight line and just see the very next thing that I that I come across. Mm. And I'm not going to say what it is because I think the bloke doing it was a very nice man. Mm. But, yeah. Wasn't for you. And, eh? Wasn't for you. Or anyone else, really, I don't think. But, oh, you know. yeah, yeah, you just start, yeah, just start <laughs> slagging off acts that I'm now going to run into. And then uh, this morning, it, while I'm making this podcast, I've watched the uh, I've watched the World Cup semi final. You're not aware of it, are you? Did, did England win? It was the most fantastic sorry, game. So you're going to keep hearing a pinging from my phone because I accidentally, foolishly, stupidly weighed in on a subject yesterday. And uh, oh no, what have you done? And uh, oh my god, you haven't got you haven't filmed yourself on for Instagram, stood on uh, outside Edinburgh Castle shouting at someone giving out leaflets for a trans rights show. Going, he she's got a penis. No, you I, haven't done I, that. Have I, you? I, I haven't done that. No, there's no such thing as bad publicity, and that's not on the very <laughs> so I, I, uh uh, I saw that a show had been cancelled by a venue and I just put like, mm, I think at an arts festival you should have all sorts of opinions here and mm. maybe maybe the best thing to do is to just not go to it if you don't want to see it. 
uh, and and now I have I have a lot of women are women in the comments, and there are a lot of people going. You don't understand how the you know like all this trend, and it's like who uh, could possibly have predicted I, that I, that I, subject might be controversial I, I, on I, social I, I media? Didn't, I, I didn't even know it was about that subject. I didn't even know it, it was, was Graham Linehan. What subject do you think? Oh, oh, I thought no. it was a controversial. Oh, I thought he was fuck. being controversial I didn't about know it was whether or not Ben oh, Funk should no. keep Wicket or oh, whether they should keep Johnny oh, Bairstow. Do you I, think that was what I it was I about? I didn't realise it was Big Linehan himself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dude, you only just found that out. Uh, well, slightly, yeah. I didn't realise it was the Big G, man. Oh, no. <laughs> What do you think the controversy was? I just want to comment on the Some people think it's all right to use chopped uh, basil bought in a mixed herbs in a in a lasagna, but I prefer. I think it must be fresh. Do you think that was the controversy? Yeah. Well, okay. I would argue this. I would argue this. I would argue this. I stand. I stand by my statement. Because oh no, you I, don't. You don't I stand, stand by any statement. No, you stand. Never, any standing. Any standing by the by the Never back down. Double <laughs> down. <laughs> you, 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 once you're in, you're in. Elliot standing by the statement that the Arctic Monkeys' first album has never really been matched subsequently. No, I I I would argue that at an arts festival. Mm. You and whether we agree or disagree with people, whether we like them or we dislike them, everybody should have a space. Now I know someone's going to go, "Well, what about Hitler?" It's not Hitler, okay? <laughs> it's not. It's not someone. Who, they talk yeah, yeah, it's not someone. Who, I know. I know. I know. There is going to be someone going. Well, what should Hitler be allowed to perform at the Pleasant Dome then? Because right. he got no. I'm going. He uh, probably it, was it, here in about nineteen thirty-one. Uh, uh, well, he was. A, he was probably in some arts group, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, called Living Space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, I, if Hitler was doing a show here, I, I would go. I don't think Hitler should be allowed to do a show. Mm. But it's not. Okay, Hitler. we can agree on that. It's not Hitler, is it? It's the guy who wrote <laughs> Father Dead. So it, there is some connection to him being at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's not quite. I'm and and look, 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 look. I know we're gonna. We, this guy has sent us tons of abuse. He, yeah, he yeah. sends me and you abuse. We do not reply to it, regardless of that. One of the it is important that you have art that you sometimes disagree with. That is the point of art. And I'm. I know. I know people are going to be annoyed at me about saying that. But I, I truly believe. Well, the only thing I'd say though is that about that is that he's not been cancelled. It's the the venue didn't know he was on. They, there was a comedy bill booked. They didn't know it was, it was in. comedy unleashed. Uh, right, and then a couple of days before the show, they found out it was that he was on the bill, and they went, "No, we're not having him here. This is a, a very much a trans rights you know supporting gay venue." <laughs> And therefore, we're not having him in. And that's not, you know, I don't know, anyone can do that. If you were on a comedy bill at the Banana Cabaret in Ballum, and then suddenly you found out, they found out that there was someone on that they hated, they could go, no, we can't, you don't have him in. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I, I don't agree you should I, be cancelled. I, 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 don't, I, will, I, I agree have, with you there. I will, however, say this. They booked Comedy Unleashed. If they had done five minutes of research, they would see who they booked. 
So they were happy to take the money from a show yeah. that was going to sell out because they have controversial comedians and have right. people go on and do controversial stuff. Uh, Andrew Doyle, um, Andrew Lawrence, Leo Curse, Graham Linehan, Simon, they, 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 like a fucking GB news roster of people. So they were happy to take the money, <laughs> but, but then they're, they're not. But I'm, 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 that should be on the poster. The GB News, GB News Rosterarium. But I'm, of- I'm, I'm, I'm not against. I'm, I'm not saying I would do. I wouldn't do comedy unleashed the same way. I wouldn't do a, a left wing comedy. Like I, the same way. I would never go on Question Time or anything like that. I wouldn't go on anything. What about Springwatch? Would you do that? No, I, I, I'm saying because what I'm saying. What about what I, about location, location, location? Right, I, but I, I back, back to like the Linehan thing and that. Like again, it, he's come after us with fire and fury, mm. and and all sorts of things. So I would be the kind of person in absolutely no line to defend him. However, just because of my morals on this situation, just because he's not been very nice to me, I'm not going to betray my own morals. I really do love stand-up comedy. I think everyone should be allowed to do it. I think we should uh, welcome different ideas in that and and hope and hope that the audience vote with their feet in their pocket. <laughs> I've got one more thing to tell you. You don't know yeah. this. Yeah. So uh, in the in the moments before this, England just got through to the World Cup final. Oh really? Well, now I'm going to support them. Now, now I'm going to oh. like I followed it for the whole thing. Yeah, it was yeah. a fantastic match. It's yeah. an absolutely brilliant match. Australia's goal was as good a goal as you'll ever see in any World Cup, and uh, England defended brilliantly, and they got three. All three of their goals were brilliant and all. Oh great! Well, go on the line. Well, it was like a Lineker goal from about 1991. No, oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it, and if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, definitely write a review. Write a whole play in which you go on a journey at first, maybe misunderstanding the podcast before you fall in love with it ultimately. If there is anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod at WTF is going on pod. And we will look at every message that you send. If you would like to become a WTF supporter for as little as £2 a month and get early access to ad free, ad free extended versions, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on? Was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests Nick Rebel and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. The music was by Willie Downing. It was produced by Mike Benwell at Carousel Studios. What the fuck is going on? Was brought to you by WTF Productions. <laughs> <laughs>